Welcome to the Hannah Says Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah, and I'm here to help you unlearn the garbage narratives in this world that are holding you back from being your most authentic and beautiful self. No topic is off limits, so get comfortable and join me in laughing, crying, and embracing your weird, unapologetic self. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Hannah Says Podcast. You may hear some background noises, you may hear some birds, you may hear some construction and or other people talking. That's because I am currently at a coffee shop. Uh, I'm trying something new and crazy where I am recording outside of my home. I brought my little mic with me, not my full-on mic, so the quality may not be as good, but it is a little bit more intimate because it's like I'm having coffee with you. I am sitting here outside with my coffee, my iced oat milk latte, my water, enjoying the sunshine. So grab a beverage and maybe you could do the same. Maybe you're working, I don't know. Maybe you're, well, not working, but like doing household chores, stuff like that. Normal things to do while watching a podcast. Get ready and buckle in because I'm about to take you for a ride. Just a little debrief, a conversation on my thoughts, my feelings, my realizations. After graduating from a two-year master's program, which I did right immediately after a five-year bachelor's program. So I've been a student for seven years. Now I'm out in the world doing world things, I don't know, adult things. (laughs) So much fun. And I'm going to use this podcast episode as a time where I'm going to reflect on some of the things that I have realized after graduating that I didn't really realize while I was in it, some of the things that I took away that maybe I would have done differently, that I realized, that I learned, Um, and it's going to be fun. So grab a coffee and let's dive in. So before I actually start on my reflections, I'm just going to give you a brief overview on how the last seven years have actually looked like for me. (laughs) So I did a five-year bachelor's program, five years because one year was spent doing co-op internships, so four-month internships basically, where I worked mostly at environmental nonprofits doing marketing communications and a whole bunch of other stuff. So five years My bachelor's was in natural resource conservation science. This bitch has a science degree. That's right. Only, you know, the only way I'm going to get at those natural science, you would never catch me in physics or something like that. So I decided to do that out of high school because I became very passionate about climate change. I realized that this was the area I wanted to focus on. I decided I wanted to be an environmental policymaker I felt like that was where I was going to make the biggest difference in the world, uh, doing policy. So after the bachelor's, I went straight into a master's, my master's of public policy, with a major in sustainability and social change. 
And this was so initially I could come out on the other side and be an environmental policymaker like I had always wanted to. Things definitely changed for me. I'm not going into the field of environmental policymaking. Right now I am building my business as a full-time content creator and as a few other things which you will see very soon building out you know hopefully coaching consulting other educational things who knows you know sky's really the limit but leaning into that and doing that rather than going into a career into an environmental into environmental policy which i think is a good place to start this conversation because I think maybe you might be wondering at this point, you know, was it a waste? You know, I'm not going into the field. So what, you know, what's up with that? I know a lot of people out there do end up going into different fields and they get education in. And we kind of talk about it like it is a waste. But one of my realizations after graduating, you know, I always thought I was going to come out of this as an environmental policymaker. And when I graduated, when I decided to continue the program, despite, you know, knowing I was going to change paths when I graduated, I was really left thinking like, okay, what was the point? Why did I do that if I wasn't going to go into the direct field? And I was left wondering that. And I also think I confused a lot of other people because, you know, they would ask me, And like the program itself that I did was very about, you know, getting you into these big roles where you're like working at the UN, where you're doing this kind of big policy stuff. You're being a policy analyst, you're creating policy and they teach you the skills to do that. They give you the opportunities to be able to get into the field. You know, I was probably the only one out of the entire group of people saying, you know, this is not where I'm going. I'm going to do this other thing that totally makes no tangible sense. But the big realization that I had, you know, when I'm thinking about, okay, what was the point of that was number one, I don't think I fully know at this point and that's okay. I kind of think we go into school or we shift career paths. We have this expectation. This is exactly where we're going to go. This is where these skills are going to lead us. You know, we kind of have it mapped out. We're on a trajectory. But something that I'm leaning into a lot these days is, yes, having a plan. Yes, having a trajectory. But not trying to close myself off to whatever arises. Not trying to be so in control that, you know, this is where I'm going to be. And this is where I'm going. Right now, you know, I have... A certain set of skills and the thing about you know the the degree that I got is that it teaches you a lot of stuff that yes it's meant to go directly into the field of policy making but I think in every degree you can take away things that are applicable to different fields and I spent the entirety of my time there just trying to learn you know and figure out what I was good at and what my natural talents were that I could hone in on. And now that I kind of know what those are and I've had an opportunity to do that, I can try a whole bunch of different things 
and probably continue to learn more and probably do a whole bunch of different projects, a whole bunch of different jobs and things until I find that one thing that really just is it. I think so many of us want to have that career planned out. We want to know what the next step is, but because, you know, there is this sense of safety, this sense of, you know, but I personally think that safety is not really a lot of it is an illusion because you never know what could happen at any time. You know, you never know when a layoff or anything or a career change is coming. So I guess what this is really all about is embracing embracing the uncertainty of the future and not trying to control exactly what happens. But at the same time, you know, not viewing the past experiences as a waste just because it's not directly correlated. Like, I don't believe in that anymore. I think the world is changing and it's not about it's not always about hyper specializing and then going into that one thing sometimes you can learn about something and have it come in in a different and unique way later on or maybe right away uh in your career path so the vibe right now is that i think the biggest reason that i was in the program was to number one figure it out you know figure out what those natural skills were and number two was to also like not just learn about the subject matter but learn about the people learn about the different kinds of people that were there I think one of the really cool things about what I did the program I was in is it brought together people from all over the world and you know really different perspectives I think you know I had this opportunity to learn about you know how people think at different ideas i think you don't need to be in a in a specific master's program to do that that's something that you can do anywhere but that is also you know something i tried to do in the learning environment and i think maybe the reason for me being there was not to learn about how to make policy itself but to learn about what kind of people are doing it how they show up when they're doing it, you know, what kind of injustices there are when it comes to whose voice is being heard. And, you know, my thing is all about confidence. So, like, how can we make the people who maybe have not historically been in rooms where big decisions are made, you know, how can they build up the confidence to get in front of people and do that, even though they may not look like everyone else or sound like everyone else or be you know the cookie cutter of what we see when it comes to who holds the power in this world who is making decisions so the big point here the big realization the big the big feeling i think is there is uncertainty (laughs) no no there's uncertainty you know whether you say this is where i'm going this is my next job or not so embrace all of it try to learn as much as you can in school and just in life even if it may not be as direct as you think it is you know learning about the subject matter to go in that field maybe you're there for a different purpose that 
you haven't figured out yet, but that's okay. To give you another example of what that could look like, you know, I know a lot of people who go into marketing, like they do something in university and then they're like, okay, actually I'm going to go into marketing, social media, management, that sort of thing. I think they may feel people like that, you know, who change career paths, you can feel kind of like, oh, you know, was it a waste? Was it a loss? But really taking the time to think about, you know, what did I learn besides the subject matter? How does that experience give me a unique view that in the future somebody may really want, you know, because I may be the only one that has that point of view. I may be the one, you know, who has most insight on this. And like, you know, thinking about myself, a content creator, a, um, you know, course creator, a podcaster who has a master's degree in public policy and a bachelor's degree in environmental science. That's extremely unique, okay? And no, it doesn't necessarily make the most sense No, I don't fit in. I feel like I don't fit in with a lot of content creators because my number one content style is not, you know, hauls or Amazon finds or like Shein hauls or any of this other shit. But that also, you know, while I'm not the same and while some brands are like, oh, we got to stay away from this person. It also gives me a very, very unique point of view in the world that almost nobody else has. Um, and that's, I think, one of the really interesting reflections I've had is that, you know, all of the life experiences you have, they kind of build up to this very unique point of view. And for me, that's definitely been, I don't really know exactly where it's leading me yet, but at the same time, I know that I trust the journey. I trust that, you know, life is uh, guiding me on the right path. And I trust that as long as I listen to what, you know, I meant to do authentically, then it's going to show up for me and it's going to come when the time is right. I think that's something that probably you, the listener, me, and most people in the world, I think could benefit from is just a little bit more trust in the path, even if the answers are not clear, you know? Like, I think life is funny, uh, taking it more to a, I guess, philosophical level. Like, I think, you know, you don't always know the path, but I personally believe it's really important to just trust that if it feels like it's right, even if it doesn't make complete sense, that you're in the right place and it'll make sense at some point. Another big realization that I've had is that a lot of people have imposter syndrome. You know, I was with some of the brightest people, like, who have done the most amazing things, show up in the room confidently, like, you know, ready to fight for what they believe in. But on the inside feel this deep imposter syndrome that they don't belong there they're not you know skilled enough they don't 
they haven't figured it out enough yet. And I think there's a lesson in that. No matter how many skills you have, it doesn't take away the imposter syndrome. Like, you know, you can be the smartest, the brightest, have the PhDs, have it all, have the proof that you're meant to be there, but it doesn't mean that you feel that on the inside. And I want this reminder to serve, hopefully, as a relief for some of you out there listening who feel imposter syndrome and feel like they're really not good enough, that even if you had twice the, I don't know, a million times more experience, like that feeling might not ever go away. You know, it's because it's not about how much skill you have. Because like in real life, I believe that we're all just faking it like we're all just pretending like we know what we're doing even the people who seem like they do I mean how would they know like they don't they don't know so I want this to serve as relief that if you have imposter syndrome you can still show up it doesn't mean that you have to undersell yourself it doesn't mean that you are doing something wrong It doesn't mean that you're not good enough. It's just a feeling. And you can still show up even when you have it. I think that's the biggest thing here. It's like, okay, work on reducing it, but also knowing that it might not ever fully go away, no matter, you know, how skilled you are. And just owning that, like, even though it's there, it's just kind of your mind telling stories to you but it's not it doesn't actually have to stop you from showing up and making a difference I think that's one of the biggest things that people kind of get wrong is that they think they need to erase the feeling before they start showing up if you think that I don't ever have imposter syndrome you would be a hundred percent wrong if you think you know the person who you look up to doesn't have imposter syndrome you might be wrong you know you're right like not not everybody has it and those people you know good for them but if you live in the world of self-doubt and were raised to always be doubting yourself um you probably have it and that's okay you're not broken and you are good enough to show up and do it and own the skills that you do have you know that's the other thing and I think a good direction to take this episode in is confidence owning the skills that you do have and one of my realizations is that one of the best ways One of the most practical and best ways to be confident in yourself is to know what you're good at, get even better at it, and own that you're good at it. I think there's this expectation for a lot of us to be good at everything, to know XYZ, to feel like we have to know it all. But what's worked really well for me is accepting that I'm not I'm not going to know it all accepting that there are certain things that I do have a natural ability in that are not hard for me to do and 
honing those in because that's ultimately where I can provide the most value. So, you know, creating videos, speaking, being visible, that kind of thing is stuff that is easy for me. Inspiring, it's stuff that I'm naturally good at and I've taken the time to really hone it and own it. And because, you know, I hope I've spent time honing it. I've done it. I do it. I've become confident in my ability. And I think there's the kind of confidence that, you know, I think you don't necessarily have to be good at something, but literally one of the most practical ways is getting good at the things that you are already good at and then becoming really good at them and showing yourself that you know you have skills and that there are certain things you're good at and no accepting it's not going to be everything like and I have a good example of this so you know I'm really good up I'm really good at I think speaking confidently and knowing and like invoking emotion from people who are listening and that's a skill I know I have so I often use it to my advantage in my degree where in a room full of people giving presentations everyone else would read the facts off their sheets of paper they would develop an argument that was based 100% on the facts and 0% on emotion if there were 10 presentations like that I would be the one person to maybe read one fact and then just speak in a way where I'm invoking some sort of emotional connection. And that was the thing that people remembered. Like those were the presentations people remembered. They came up to me and you know, this is what they were talking about. They, they forgot everything else. And because this is a natural skill set of mine, sorry to any of my uh, colleagues who might be listening to this, by the way, (laughs) fake it till you make it. But, because this was a natural skill set of mine, it, like, I probably put in half as much work as everyone else, but still ended up being the most successful. And just because I put in less hours, I think, I think we tend to think that our natural abilities, our natural skill sets, like, because we haven't necessarily worked as hard to earn them we have kind of just a natural ability to do them that they're not as valid like we have to really work hard and earn um I think that's a mentality to throw away because being in like not leaning on the fact that you do have natural skill sets and like that is where you can provide the most value I just think is is foolish um and ultimately it's not really it's it's making life harder for yourself if you're trying to be someone who you're not if you're trying to run away from your authentic self because you feel like it's the right thing instead of really paying attention to who you are what can you bring what is that unique thing that you can offer to the world to other people and to me that really ties into being confident a lot is you know Owning the things that you're good at, owning that you do have unique value to bring, but also owning that there are going to be people who are way better than you at certain things. 
and that that is not something to run from. That's actually something to embrace and instead seek out the people who can help you with that rather than beating ourselves up for not knowing it all. I think this is a good place to wrap up. I hope the audio has not been too bad at this point. Something that I keep forgetting to do but want to do, so I'm going to do it this episode, is end the episode by sharing something that I am working on to normalize the fact that confidence is an ever-evolving journey and there's always new things to learn. So something that I'm working on right now directly related to this episode is currently the next phase for me, building my online business, what that looks like, what is the unique model, what is the value that I'm going to bring, what is it all going to look like, how am I going to present it to the world. There are some big things coming because I've been meditating and I've been figuring it out. But right now, it is a lot of work in progress. It is a lot of investing in coaches to help me. It is a lot of trying and failing, having one idea, having a new idea the next. But when I figure it out, it's going to be good. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If there was something that really resonated with you, if there was something that made you feel like, it's all going to be okay, please send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you liked, how it made you feel. I love hearing your thoughts. It is truly my love language. And as always, leave us a five-star review. I'm getting pretty close to 100 five-star reviews on Spotify. So that's pretty fucking exciting. Um, With that, I hope you have a great rest of your week. You work of art. Love you. Bye.